Welcome back to Keeping It Real. I'm your host, Ed Smith, and in this episode, I was joined by Chucho, and he told me a lot about his incredible life story, um, a lot about his passion for music, and where his career is headed in his mind. It was a great conversation. Tune in and enjoy. Let's just vibe away on this tidal wave. Don't you lie to me? Won't you ride with me? Let's just vibe away on this tidal wave. Don't you lie to me? Won't you ride with me? Uh, Miguel just straight up was like, nah, dude, I think I think I want to do tattoos for a living, so I'm not going to focus on rap anymore. And then Edwin, he just, he supports his family and yeah. just works a lot. Like, he's a grinder. That's lit. Yeah. He works for, he's, uh, I see him on Jahanatan's Snapchat sometimes. Yeah, they, he does trading like, like Valencia, John Valencia. Yeah. Where it, uh, it sounds pretty good, so I'm going to get this started. Where did you just start recording and then we get into it? That's dope. I don't know if I should eat this in here. <laughs> I mean, you're not close to the mic. I don't think it nah, yeah, picks up your chewing. It's not picking you up that much. Uh, I mean, I've been trying to listen to Felipe and take his tips. Right? He told me before our podcast started, he gave me a bunch of tips on how to like make it sound better and stuff. But yeah, it's whatever. Is that Audacity right there? Yeah. I'm, I'm trying to record a song. Audacity. Yeah, we recorded on Audacity. For the beginning? Yeah, in like the very, very beginning. Was it a struggle? Oh, yeah. You know X X X Tentacion actually recorded on Audacity for like a lot of his early shit. A lot. You can actually Audacity like it's it's not a good program, but like it's just enough to get the job. It's free. That's and it's free. That's, that's the whole point. Yeah. That's <laughs> all you need. Yeah, I understand for music that being a lot harder, but for podcasts, like I don't really have to mess with much. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. I just need to kind of clean up like some of the white noise. Mm-hmm. But other than that, it's I don't need too much. You know? Yeah. Which is pretty fire. But I still have been releasing lately. Music, so we haven't released music in like literally almost like a year or two. I know over a year. And so when we started um, our music, S Triple T and S Straight to the Top Never Stop, our first song we ever released was called Rocket. And I remember I, um, telling you, yeah, I, like I didn't like it. And that's because it was just a very generic, trappy, like, you know, song. And S Triple T, like, granted, I don't consider myself like a conscious rapper. But I do like to have music with a meaning and stuff like yeah. that. And like our first song had like no meaning. It was a straight party song, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But it was, you know, it was a it was a start. And then our second song was called Mood. It was a little bit more experimental, a lot lower quality. But a lot of people liked it because it wasn't as generic, you know what I mean? Like it was something yeah. a little bit different. It had a story to it. Yeah, it it, it wasn't it, it sounded different, you know what I mean? Like the actual like how it sounded. Um uh-huh. On the song, it was called Mood. We were just talking about like not letting people ruin your mood. But yeah, and then the next song we released after that was a TNR. It's called TNR Trapping and Rapping. That song, um, it was like a harder, like more like street song. But like I was like we were spitting a little bit more real shit on that. Uh-huh. But even then, like you know, it didn't really get out that image that I had in my head on what my music would show people. And then it was like our fourth song, our most uh, the last song we ever no no that's not the last song we released but my favorite song that we have out is called Bus Back and that song you could consider like a conscious rap I heard that one boom bap that yeah fire. thank you yeah and that song like I was talking about like I remember when I made that song I was like struggling with like a lot of different shit um I was struggling maintaining a you know school like I remember at that point uh, I wasn't hundred percent sure if I wanted to commit to music 
Mm-hmm. And I was thinking about becoming a nurse just because Massachusetts, Boston, best hospitals in the world, a lot of opportunities to yeah. get a good job. Not to, me- not to mention I like helping people. So like it'd be a job that I would enjoy. You know yeah, what I mean? Awesome. But nah, once once we released Bus Back, like it just it was almost like an awakening. Like I realized that yeah, I could really do this and I could if I really work on this, like I can get these thoughts in my head out, have them sound and have people mess with it. That's awesome. So ever since we released it ever ever since we released Bus Back, it's almost been like an intense like closed doors, like I'm working, like I just I just been working on my like self my music stuff like that trying to almost like just like bring myself because bus back when we made bus back I'm not gonna lie to you like it sounds like a really good song but like we were still very new you know yeah. what I mean like that song was honestly like it was almost like better like it came out like it was almost like too good for us <laughs> at the time to be real with you and so it was almost like you know those rappers that got like one hit wonders they released a song blows up and they're like how am i gonna live up to this yeah yeah. even though that song didn't blow up it did do decent numbers for what we were doing at the time but it didn't like blow up or nothing like that but like a lot of people really liked it myself including and i was like just at the time we weren't making anything close to that quality at the time and i was like if i know i can make something that quality but like i'm right here right now mm-hmm. i want to work on myself before i start releasing again and i really want to be careful about this stuff yeah because i remember felipe and you know blaine stands who? Blaine Stanzak. Yeah. Yeah. Philly Blaine? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Felipe and Blaine, um, you know, they're, they were he- heavily involved in all this music stuff. We all do this stuff together. They uh, they were kind of like pushing me to like, you know, release music. You know, they want to see us releasing music. And like, you know, it's, their intentions were right. But me personally, I look at this like, they were saying like, you need to release music because like, you know, we're 19, you're about to be 20. Like most rappers like blow up and they're relatively young. You know what I mean? But I was like, I'm not most rappers, bro. Like, I don't even want to be considered a rapper. I want to be like Kanye, like an artist. Um, think about it like this. Kendrick Lamar didn't blow up until he was 26. You know what I mean? Yeah, and not everybody's the same way. You know what I'm saying? No. Like, you can't think there's a path that everybody's got to follow. No. And me personally, I'm just like, bro, like, I don't care, you know, when I blow up, if I blow up. How much money I make when or if I blow up you know what I mean mm-hmm. I just want it to be something that I'm like proud of you know what I mean like that's what it's all about yeah and I don't want to like release a song and kind of like regret it later on you know what I mean like I just you know I want it to be that Dude, good I'm quality in the same music. exact boat with you know these I mean? podcasts yeah I'm, 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 I, sh- I'm, sure I'm you telling you like I've already done somewhere I'm like I don't know if I want to post this or not but like the person being so happy about it, I do. But I've gotten to a point where like I'm honing into that style. You know what I'm saying? And like I know where I want to go with it and what lane. And like I can tell when I'm when I'm when I like a podcast, I go home, edit it, post it right away. When I don't, like I let it sit a little bit, yeah. and like it doesn't feel like me. You know what I'm saying? Well, I'm the same when I'm working on like demos for songs. Like sometimes I'll start a song, I'm working on it, whatever, and then like I'll be like, all right, let me take a break. And like if I'm not really feeling it, like I just never go yeah. back to it. But there's other times, like like that song we've been talking about, Bus Bag. We made that song in like ten minutes, fifteen minutes. We were at this dude's house, just going through YouTube beats on his TV in the living room, and the beat that we ended up using, well we didn't actually use that beat, but the beat what we what we did with the beat for Bus Bag is we found a beat on YouTube. I love the melody, I hated the drums, thought they were terrible, so uh-huh. we took the melody to uh the guy that we recorded with and we just basically made our own beat out of it and um 
but yeah, once we heard that original beat uh, on YouTube, we literally, like, I just started singing the chorus, like freestyling it, and I was like, yo, I like this, I like this, and just started writing, and the song, I had my verse done, he had his verse done in like 15 minutes. That's crazy. You know what I mean? And and I've had songs that I've made 15 minutes, I've had songs that have like taken me like months to make, you know what I mean? Songs that you like though. Yeah, but the songs that took me a long time to make were usually because like, I wanted the lyricism to be right. It was usually like a story song, like something like that, meaningful. You know what I mean? So more so care for. Whereas we have other songs like, like, like I said, I don't. I'm not just a conscious rapper or anything like that. I like XXX is one of my biggest inspirations, and that dude was super versatile. You know, yeah. he has like Spanish songs, screamo songs, love songs, rap songs, this, that, and the third. You know what I mean? That's like how I'm trying to be because I love music. You know, before I got into rap, I was listening to. Um, Louis Armstrong, Frank Sinatra, and I was heavy into jazz because I played trumpet growing up in middle yeah, school. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, way before I got into I used to actually hate rap. Like, I used to think rappers were, like, really? so, like, cocky. What age was this? And I'm not, huh? When was this that you didn't like rap? What, what'd you say? Like, what age? When did you not so, like rap? So, literally, from about, like, as long as I can remember until, like, fifth grade when I discovered Nas's album, Illmatic which still to this day is like a top three album of mine just because it got me into hip hop. Um, I always grew up kind of liking some of the old school rappers just because that's what my parents listened to growing up. Uh-huh. Like the first song I ever like bumped to, my parents told me I was a baby and I was not bumping my head <laughs> to like some Jay-Z music, you know yeah. what I mean? Um, but yeah, I used to kind of like some of the old school raps, but I used to be like that dude like, oh, old school rap is where it's at. Like all these new rappers, this like I used to be a hater. Yeah, You yeah. know what I mean? Just because I wasn't really into rap like that. But, um, no, nah, yeah, about the age of 12, I got into Nas, and even though that was still old school, it was, like, the first time that I was listening, I was discovering a rap song and enjoying it on my own, without yeah. someone else showing me, or my parents um, playing it, me hearing it, like, it was the first time I found a rap song and really got into it, so, I just, literally, once I found Illmatic, I started listening to a ton of East Coast rap, and then from the East Coast rap, I was stuck on, I was still stuck in that old school, like, is better, mindset for a while but probably around like seventh ish grade or eighth grade when drake released um if you're reading this it's too late uh-huh. that's when i was like all right you know rap nowadays is just as fire as rap back in the day yeah. if not even more fire because it's evolved and progressed and a lot of the communities are more open-minded you know what i mean like you know back when rap started you hop on a rap track and start singing like dudes are gonna look at you like yo look at this fruit you know what I yeah mean? Like, yeah it's not weird soft this and that and the third but nowadays if you're a rapper and you can't sing it's like you must be a really good rapper you know what i mean because like look like trippy red juice world x um lil uzi like like even though they use autotune so like mad these dudes can sing and whether they even have a singing voice or not they just know how to be melodic on a track you know what i mean yeah like being melodic on a rap track i feel like wasn't even really that accepted until probably like Let's be real, like post Soldier Boy, post internet um, rap era. Because Soldier Boy is the dude that actually brought rap to the internet. Before Soldier Boy, it was all CDs, yeah. all cassettes, all this and that. Soldier Boy released Crank That Soldier Boy on YouTube, did huge numbers. That was like the first rap song to ever blow up on the internet. That's I don't know if you know that, but. I did not know that. Yeah, literally, Soldier Boy is like one of the most influential rappers ever, not because of his sound, but because of how he released his music and how he profited off of it. That's wild. Mm-hmm. That's interesting shit. Mm-hmm. Damn. So who else has been your inspiration, like, for your style of music then? Because I know you liked a bunch of music, but who's, like, what you're trying to... So as far as, like, you know, 
being able to being able to like get real on a track and have people relate to it, whether it's like pain, sorrow, this, that, and the third, whatever it is. Um, Kendrick and J. Cole, you know, just, yeah. they're just goats, you know what I mean? Like that. In my 100%. opinion, they're the two greatest of our generation. I could not agree more. I like J. Cole more, but I think Kendrick Lamar is much better to agree with you. Why do you like him more? Because he releases more? I had this talk with someone. I like J. Cole more because I personally relate to him more. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, I'm from a lot of areas. I grew up a crazy childhood, but I wouldn't say like, like I've lived in the hood plenty of times, and like my family's from the hood. I born in Boston, lived in Florida for like five years, lived in Atlanta for like a year, moved back up here, lived in Fitchburg for like a year. Then I came here, lived here for a couple years, moved back to Boston, lived there for like a year and a half, and now I'm back here and I've been here for like three years. Yeah, yeah. I've been and I've been to like forty-seven states because my grandfather's a trust fund. Jesus, actor. that's crazy. That's pretty dope. I only states I haven't been to is Washington, Hawaii, and Alaska. Damn. So Diego. Washington's the only continental U.S. state that I haven't been on. You can get to all those three U.S.? Oh, yeah. Of course. Yeah, that's fine. Before I die. But, um, but, yeah, J. Cole and Kendrick, like I said, as far as, like, the messages that they can, you know, produce through their music, like, I look up to them, but I, just, I look up to, like, a lot of people. Like, like I said, X, I look up to his versatility. Um... Juice World, I look up to his just like his his workflow, his consistency. Because this dude hops in the booth and makes a song. As long as the song is, that's how long it took him to make. Because he literally just freestyles his whole track and he's done. That's wild. You know what I mean? Like he was super efficient. They, his camp has said himself he has like 2,000 unreleased songs that's still wild. to this day. A lot of them probably haven't even been leaked, so no one's ever heard them. You know what I mean? How do you feel about Logic? <laughs> so, dude, I was the... I... Like, about, like, I think the day Under Pressure came out might have been the same day Joey Badass's Before the Money came out. And I was, I was I already knew Joey Badass before then. I was already hip to him from 1999. But um, I was just, like, on, like, IG or something on, like, a rap page. And these dudes were saying, oh, Logic, Under Pressure album, like, out today. And I saw the album cover and I was like, oh, that looks cool. So I listened to it and I was just, like, blown right away. There. Under yeah. Pressure. Yeah. Yeah. That one right there. I don't know. Oh, that's the deluxe one. The one that I saw was the one of him sitting in his room on his phone. I don't know if you know it was the original cover, but... I've only seen that cover. Before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I saw the cover, and I was just like, oh, that looks cool. And I listened to, like... I listened to the whole thing, and I was just, like, amazed. You know what I mean? Like, he was talking, he was talking about shit like, you know, being scared to, like, talk to social workers and his, and his mom... I remember this one song he was saying how his mom was telling him like, oh, don't tell that social worker this man lives here. And like, I literally knew what he was talking about. Like he was saying like, you know, his mother was living in like, you know, a home where it was being, the rent was being paid by the government off of like section eight or what, what, whatever the fuck it is. And because of that, they have social workers that come and check in on these poor families that are being supported by the government just to make sure that they're all good and everything. And like, you're only supposed to be living in that house paid by the government if you're a part of that family. Yeah, yeah. So, like, his mother definitely had, like, some boyfriend who was probably a bad influence, drug addict, this, that, whatever, living with them, and she was like, yeah, you better make sure you don't tell him he lives here. Like, she like, like, I've literally, when I heard Logic say that, it, like, it was like, whoa, because, like, my mom has least said that to me, you know? Like, I've been in that same exact situation. Like, Logic's Under Pressure album hit so close to home to me that I was a huge Logic fan. Then he dropped The Incredible True Story, which I love, that, that might be my favorite Logic album. And I was like, damn, even more, but I'm not gonna lie. 
once he dropped everybody, I didn't mess with everybody. I thought it was too corny. He was trying to yeah. tease to a bunch of people. That's what a lot of people say. I didn't like that. Yeah, and then basic, basically, like every every project, every project after everybody, except for the Bobby Tarantino projects, because those are just simple mixtapes. Yeah, I just didn't like it. Like Confessions really? of a Dangerous Mind, bro. I didn't like it at all. To be real with you, interesting. Do you yeah. like the one he just dropped? So, so I I was a little bit disappointed. But I liked it in the sense of if it's really his farewell album, then it was cool just because like I grew up low-key listening to Logic and now he's he used to rap about like, you know, shit that I was going through as, you know, a poor kid and this and that. And now he's just like rapping about being like a grown dad and like being done with the rap game, just being a grown man and just wanting to live yeah. a normal life and support his family and stuff like that. So just being a fan of not even his music but him as a person, it was kinda like it was kind of like cool, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like it almost made me like feel good as someone I looked up to was like doing really good in their yeah. life right now. They made it, like that's they, like yeah, he it. made it. He's 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 literally cool in it. Like now. you he, saw his whole story through yep. his music. Yeah, yeah, but no pressure. Um, it's good, it's solid, but I definitely just give it like a six and a half, seven out of ten. What don't you like about it? Um, there's a couple songs I don't like, like Celebration hated that song because i felt like it sounded way too much like old kanye granted that was the whole point of the song like it was supposed to be like a throwback to like that whole graduation kanye phase but like i was just like logic chill out bro like, <laughs> a lot like a lot of people's issue with logic is that he does kind of bite from other people like he's bitten a lot from kendrick lamar not only rap wise but like he his, steals lines his beats every, his yeah. beats wise like he's literally you like he has a song called metropolis the beat, the beat for Metropolis sounds almost exactly like the beat to Sing About Me, I'm Dying With Thirst. Like, if you listen to them, it's like the only difference is in the snare placement. The beat's like the same DPM, the same drum pattern. It's the only difference, though. That's the melodies are different, but the beat is the same. You got a wild ear for music, bro. Like, you know everything about it. Yeah, it kind of close to it. It kind of like runs in the family. Um, my grandfather, on my mother's side, he, he grew up fucked up childhood like me, and he grew up in like the foster care system for most of his life and um back then it was like ran by priests and nuns and he said the priest used to play guitar and he learned a couple chords from this one priest and then once he got old enough he like got a job bought a guitar taught himself guitar and like he's like an insane guitar player you know what I mean? like he had a band for um a decent amount of part of his life you know he was like i don't know if he ever like toured or anything but did a lot of shows like i'm sure he had a lot of fun in music like uh, there's a lot of people, especially on my mother's side of the family, that um, do music. Although my mother's side of the family, I don't really like have like connections with like that, so I don't really know them. I just don't love them. Yeah. Type, but yeah, it's probably like genetic, okay. Yeah, I, I bet know. it is. It's like I think it is. Love for music can be genetic. For sure, it's like epigenetics. It's a concept where you have like a gene in your body that's not expressed unless uh, your certain environment's different and stuff like that. And like, if you're growing up around music and you have that gene of just being able to be in tune with music like that, then it definitely expresses. Um, I want to ask you about playing, you played the trumpet, right? What was that like, like, like playing, what type of music would you play? So, um, obviously the, my trumpet was provided to me by Marlboro Middle School um, through the concert band program. Um, the first music I ever like played was just concert band music from the school, but when I would bring the trumpet home and just start like trying to learn songs on my own, it was like jazz and swing, yeah. and sometimes like video game music. Yeah. Like the Legend of Zelda theme song, 
It's fire. I learned how to play that on the trumpet. I could not stop playing it. <laughs> it was just so fun to play. Did you ever join the jazz band? I really wanted to, but nah, nah, I, I, I never did. I just, that's like a big regret that I have is not doing the jazz band. I, I, I thought, I just thought it would be too hard. Have you seen my keys? There are oh, keys. Might be, yeah. Yeah, it's past me though. <laughs> I didn't want to interrupt until then. <laughs> um, yeah, man, I did jazz band in sixth and seventh grade, and I played uh, trombone, and I used to love, dude. I oh, so you played with Blaine, probably. Yeah, that's how I know him. Yeah. But, uh, I, yeah, I played... I love jazz band, and like we'd even get up before school to go play jazz band, and that shit got me so excited. But I hated concert band. I just did not like playing that type of music. So I like it. But the thing is, you couldn't do jazz band unless you were in yeah, concert jazz, band. Yeah. So like I had issues, and then I just stopped playing concert band, and then I could play jazz band. Yeah, yeah that makes know. sense. Yeah, I actually really liked concert band like a lot. I hated marching band. Though. Yeah, marching band is like. The How long did you play trumpet for? Fifth to so I would have continued to be in the band um, all throughout MHS most likely if I didn't. So I started ninth grade freshman year at MHS and like a month and a half into it, my mother lost custody of me and then I was forced to move in with my father who lives like in Boston. Um, and the school in Boston, they, they, they didn't have no band. Yeah. So I just, I had no options. But to Did you keep just drop it? It was the schools. So you had to give it back. I didn't even own it, yeah. So it was literally like taken from me. It was kind of fucked up, especially for someone that loves music. But Shit, bro, that's tough. Yeah, but um, when I got back, I was kind of trying to get back into it, but I didn't really like it. How'd you get back? Um, to Marlboro? Yeah. So my mom lost custody of me in like 2015, I believe. And then about a year and a half later, like, late 2016 early 2017 um she was able to get custody back of us again and that's why who's us you have siblings yeah i have i have four siblings two of them live here two of them live with my dad two little sisters here a little sister and an older brother of my dad uh, and they're all like all of them are like half siblings but like i don't believe that bullshit. yeah if you're my brother you're my brother you're my sister you're a sister i like that attitude half sister yeah what the fuck is that it's dope so you said you haven't released in a while, but you've really been working on music like every day out here. But you, you got a shit ton of songs saved up? Too, too many. <laughs> Way too many, yeah. Um, I have, so like I'm working on an album right now. Um, the name originally was Never End, but right now it's either, it's probably going to be Where You At, W-Y-A, just the name of the album, Where You At. Um, but like this album that I'm currently working on, um, before I even started this one, I was, I had another one which is actually called S Triple T and S the album. Like it was just S Triple T and S. I was the name of the album, and that album was literally like or mixtape, whatever the fuck. Literally was like 65, 70 percent done, like a little bit more than halfway. And then the computer that we were using for the setup no. at the time, the laptop, the hard drive got corrupted, lost like two, three hundred songs. No way. Yeah. Pretty Jesus, bad. Not songs, but like two, three hundred like beats, songs, demos, like all that stuff. Just what was gonna create a song. Yeah, 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 exactly. Jesus Christ. And it was, it was, it was tough, especially because like there's still some songs from that era that um that I don't know. There's only like two songs from that era that I still might use to this day, but it just sucks because those two songs that I still might want to use from all those hundreds of songs, like 
and even all those hundreds of songs, I was just listening to them one day, and I'm like, oh, I want to go back and work on that. I can't because a hard drive's corrupted. Like, all yeah, the files. Yeah, shit up on a fucking flash drive. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I, yeah. No, now I back up my music, but. You had to learn the hard way. That sucks, bro. Yeah, but have you ever, like have you tried to recreate things from there? So that's what I was gonna say. Um, you know, I, when it first happened, like that, like I was thinking about that. But um, you can you can you can ask like any other rapper, even mus- artist, musician for this case. Like when you make a song, you get in that vibe, and then like you finish, and then like whether you finish the song or not, you're done working on the song, and then like. Two days later, you go back to work on that song again. It's like you have to recast that vibe, and that can be very challenging sometimes, especially depending on the person. Like I know some people that struggle with it way more than others. Mm. Me personally, I, I personally struggle with that. Um, on all the songs, or even songs that you like. Like I figured you'd be able to pick back up on a song that you like or fucking you love. So, um, just because I'm not a naturally like, just because I wasn't born with a natural voice, I feel like on songs where I'm really singing, um. I have to like really like catch a vibe to like use my voice to the best of its abilities because like I said I wasn't born a natural singer but like I'm learning how to use my voice Mm. and so yeah like I said basically like songs where I'm singing a lot it can be harder for me to retune to that uh, vibe but the songs when it's just like me just like rapping or it can be a simple just turn up party song like that's usually like I can just do that one. You like singing though? Yeah. Yeah. So it does it like you can't catch a vibe because you're uncomfortable with it. You just it's, you just haven't found that voice yet. Like, so, so when I say like trying to recatch a vibe, it's it's just really it's it's like hard to explain. It's just like I don't know. It's just I was in a vibe one day and then the next day, it's like it's a whole new day, a whole new yeah, vibe. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? You're trying to go back. On does that make you almost want to complete a song in a day because you don't want to lose the vibe? Yeah, I really need to start doing that like, yeah. a lot. Yeah, that's something that I want to do. Um, but at the same time, I don't like forcing anything. So yeah. that's why when I get to a point, like I'm working on a song, I could be work, working on it for mad long, I'll get to a point where like I feel like, you know, I'm really like exhausted mentally and I'll just be like, all right, I'm not gonna force it past this point because I know if I'm starting to get exhausted mentally, then the content that I'm gonna be pushing out is just not the best. You yeah. Know, it's just not, it could be better, uh-huh. you know what I mean? Like I'm not the type of rapper that can stay in the studio for 12 hours and work on music for 12 hours straight like i could stay in the studio and work on music for 12 hours but not straight you know i'm yeah yeah to take like maybe a smoke break or let's go get some food and literally just go fucking ease my mind reset and then come back refreshed because it's like it's draining working on music it's mentally yeah. draining very much so especially like when you're you know into a meaningful shit it's just draining and you like working on the beats yourself or you got somebody you work on that with but so um I make I make beats like a lot. Like I make beats way more than I um rap. But um I don't really like I'll rap on a beat that's made by another person, I'll rap on my own beats. I really don't have a preference, you know. It's just, it's just the beat, you know? Yeah. I, I'll rap on any beat really. Whatever you're feeling. It, huh? Whatever you're feeling. Yeah, and sometimes, actually, sometimes when I work on a beat for so long, I actually can't rap on it. Hmm. It's weird. Like, Interesting. I just can't look at it as a rapper once I've worked on a beat to a degree. That makes sense though. Yeah, because I'll literally hear the beat and I'll still think about it from a producer perspective. Like, oh, maybe I could, maybe I could take a little bit of compression off those kicks, or maybe I could 
switch this or switch that, you know what I mean? Because, yeah. bro, once you get into music, like the way me, Felipe, Blaine are into it, like engineering and making beats, you never listen to music the same. How did it really get to that level? Because I know, like, you guys were messing around and you were telling me that, like, they were pushing you to keep making music once that first song got in. But when did it become, like, a science to you? Like, when were you just... Like, I know you were like, I'm going to dive into it when Felipe told you to. Is that when they're like, it, you just started learning everything? Or like, where'd you pick up these skills? So, it was all very kind of like natural and just like along the way type thing. Like, originally, um, so yeah, we heard Ugly Kids, like the whole joke rap songs. And we were like, oh, we can do that. And then, yeah, we did that. And then, um... I don't know if Felipe started releasing real music first or we did. I don't know. It might have been us. I think we came over Rocket and then he released like his actual. No, no, it was Felipe first. Yeah, Felipe started releasing actual music. Not Ugly Kids, but he went on his own. I think he was called Taco or some yeah, shit. Yeah, yeah. Even then, it was still a joke, jokey. But like he was actually making. Nah, yeah, yeah, yeah. He was, he was making real music like on his own. You know what I mean? And I remember he released this one song called Star with Manny Teo. Um, and I was like, at the time, I was like, whoa, this is tough. I was like, holy shit, wait a minute, Felipe can make some bangers. And then I was like, Felipe can make bangers. I can make bangers, you know what I mean? Yeah. And that's when I kind of started taking it serious. As far as these skills go, I feel like producing was like the first real skill that I kind of took serious just because, I don't know, I just, I've always really liked good beats, you know, like, yeah, I just love really good beats. And obviously, once the beats started getting better, I was like, all right, well, you know, I got to rap good if the beat's good, you know what I mean? So then I started taking rapping a little bit more serious. And then once my rapping was getting good and my beats were getting good, I was like, all right, you know, like the content's good, but like, is the quality good? Yeah. You know? Like the mixing and the mastering, like that shit was trash. And then that's when I started taking that serious. So it was like producing, rapping, and then engineering as far as like how I took them serious. Yeah. It wasn't all at the same time. But now it is all makes stuff. sense. It like you just keep building up interest as you go and yeah. keep working. Like like now, um, you know, I'm at the point now where like I can make beats like 100. Like, percent I will call myself a producer. Um, but now I'm starting to need, uh, have the need to be a great guitar player because I can make melodies with my guitar rather than just making melodies with the piano. Yeah, you know what I mean? Because the guitar is a whole different fucking feeling. You could put any sound on on a piano. You could make a piano sound like a guitar. Yeah. You know what I mean? But you can't. It could sound like a guitar, but won't play like a guitar. A, a guitar. You know what I mean? Like just the way your fingers touch the yeah, strings dude. and everything. It's just like not the same. And um, yeah, so now I'm like trying to get into a guitar, which is like its own whole thing, to improve just overall everything. So where do you go to pick up these skills? Like YouTube? Are you talking to special like people who specialize in these areas? Both. Both. Um. This dude named Gabe Valadares, his rap name is Derez. He he's from here, from Marlboro. Um, he's he's an inspiration to me, honestly, because he does what I do. He does what um, Felipe does, but he dropped out of high school his junior year to like do it like seriously, and he's been doing it seriously ever since. Which is like he makes music, makes beats, and records people. You know what I mean? And his recording skills, his engineering, his mixing and mastering, he's been going hard for about like. In like six eight years now like he is at a professional level he actually has industry placements in the brazilian music industry like i'm talking like millions of views like i'll search up a song on youtube i forget the name of the song but i can search it up 
click on the description and you'll see in the credits like master slash Derez. And yeah. this is dude and Gabe Aladares from here. Felipe, I don't know if Felipe talked to you about him, but I know if, um, Felipe's also worked with him. Um, he's who, who, who we recorded Bus Back with. He showed me um, a lot of good techniques. In the short amount of time that I worked with him, like I learned a lot from him. But the biggest teacher, honestly, is YouTube, just because it's like, it could be three in the morning and I could be like, I want to learn how to sidechain and Google it. Yeah. And then just study it, you know what I mean? For like however long, and then you learn it and that's it, you know how to sidechain now. You know what yeah. I mean? It's not as simple as that, but yeah, that's how it works, course. quite literally. Dude, YouTube is magical. Like, you yeah. can learn absolutely anything at any oh, yeah. moment. It's beautiful. It's, it's an amazing creation. So where are you dropping your music? Uh, so I only have one song I'm streaming on like Apple Music and Spotify, and that was a song I did with Felipe called Myself. Uh huh. Um, it was his song. I was just a feature on it. Yeah. Um, right now, uh, all our all of our music that's posted is only on SoundCloud, but um, once we start to release music again, um, everything is just gonna be on everything. There's a, yeah, there's a that. service called DistroKid. Um, a lot of people use it. Even like like Russ uses DistroKid. Because I don't know if you know, but Russ has no record label, no no manager, nothing. He is completely independent. He also, just like me, Felipe, Derez, he makes beats, records, and raps all his, on his own. So he uses a service called DistroKid, which any any rapper, any rapper that wants to release music, if you don't have a record label, like that's what you're gonna have to yeah. use to get into Apple Music and Spotify. And it's it's fire. You literally pay like $20 a year and you're good. You can release on Apple Music and Spotify. Granted, it's not like you gotta wait for the songs to get processed and put onto them. It can take a week or two if you pay $20 a year. If you pay $50 a year, you can actually schedule when you want your um, music to be released so it'll come out on a scheduled time. But if you don't pay the 50 and you pay the 20 a year, you just like upload your songs and then it'll just take one to two weeks, and it's kind of like random. Yeah. But then it'll happen, you know what I mean? And um, yeah, that's how Felipe got all his music onto Spotify and Apple Music. That's what Leo's doing, that's what I'm gonna do. Yeah, it's Distro Kid. So Leo records independently too? Like he has songs on his own? Yeah. He just, he just um, I think last week he, he released a song called Way Back, which was, the beat was made by Felipe. Felipe recorded it, it's Leo's song, he sings on it. And Felipe actually, it, I, don't, I don't know if you can hear it, but Felipe, I don't know. I don't know if he kept it, but I remember before the song came out, the demo, the original demo, Felipe was singing on it as some background vocals. But he's not listed as like a feature or anything. But yeah, um, yeah, Leo, Leo works on his own music for sure. He's he's a dope. Artist. You guys are all doing your things and just working together. So that's the whole point of a collective. Is that like yes, we are a group, but we're a group as of individuals. Yeah. You know what I mean? The only way we're going to be a successful group is if all these individuals are doing what they individually need to do. Because uh -huh. if I'm doing what I need to do and you're doing what you need to do, then we're doing what we need to do. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I like that. And also the whole collective thing will keep each other in check. Like, try to make sure, like, there's been so many times where I'll just call Leo and be like, yo, Leo, you bum. Was the last time you made a demo? Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh huh. Or, like, just stay on each other. Yeah. Or, like, I was just telling my boy Hudson the other day, he was, he, he spent a couple nights out here, like, last week. I was like, yo, Hudson, you gotta start recording your voice more because he doesn't. I don't think he records his voice a lot like that. Although his situation is harder because at his house, he does have like a smaller setup and everything, but he has um, 
people that live with him that ha- that work like the night shift. So uh, like he literally like can only work on music for like a couple hours in the morning yeah. when they're like not home yet or some shit like that. Or like super late at no, he can't do it super late at night because his mother still lives there and she sleeps so like that's tough. His situation is a little more tough, but yeah, like we always try to like encourage each other to continue to be you know creating and all that stuff. Hundred percent, and that goes along with what you were saying. Like you want to just keep pulling people in with different talents to create a brand mm-hmm. at some point. Yeah, straight to the top, never stop. Uh, as a brand, our message as a, our message as a brand is: do not let adversity get in the way of your passion. That's our message. That's fire. Yeah, that's 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 um something that I try to live by, and that's a message that I try to promote. Um, through the music, it's it's not super apparent yet because we did that on Still purpose. Yeah, yes. we did that on purpose because we're we're just we're just trying to work right now and develop ourselves. And no, let's be real. You're probably gonna you still have a little ways to like face adversity too. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh yeah, I'm sure. I, I'm sure. I, I'm sure the worst is yet to come. <laughs> Granted, you can ask this dude. I've bro, I've been through crazy. I've had a like crazy what? Like life, what? bro. Like. My childhood California. was just, California was pretty tough too. California was tough, yeah, but no, nah, my my childhood was like messed up. Share on. your story, bro. So, so about yeah, that. I'll share my story. So like, like, you know, growing up like in Florida, that's where like my early like childhood I can remember was. Like my like my mom was um like crazy crazy big um drug dealer and drug user. And like she like they were called they called her the chef because she was like the best at cooking craft at where we uh, the time we lived in Florida, and um, there was just like a lot of fuck shit going on um, as far as like what my parents were doing. My actual dad um, he didn't move to Florida with us because my mom actually left him. That's why we went to Florida. She wanted to get away from him because she was being a bum at the time, not like keeping a job down and shit. But yeah. um, yeah, no, we like moved to Florida, and that's when I was exposed to like a lot of drugs like I remember being a seven-year-old in my house um it was like a weekend you know every, like my mom was at work my grandmother was at work my grandfather's a truck driver so he was at work so um instead of leaving me home out by myself since I was like only seven my mom um got her friend to babysit me and I literally remember like being like in the living room and like I call her name I forget her name she just didn't reply and I was like Curious, so I go into um, my grandmother's room, and she was just like overdosed, like she was just passed out, overdosed. I believe off like maybe heroin or something like that. Whoa. Yeah, and I was just like a little kid That's wild. at the crib by myself, and um, yeah, she just like OD'd, and then I was there for like maybe like two hours, just like I honestly didn't do anything. I just I, I thought I at the time I thought she was sleeping. Yeah, you're seven. Yeah, but like looking back now, I realized that she OD'd because um her like her drug baggies were just all over the floor yeah she was just like on the floor like in an awkward area like she definitely didn't want to just pass out there but yeah she um overdosed she didn't die but um yeah she od'd and passed out on maybe heroin or something like that i don't know that's just one that's just one like little thing that's like happened in my childhood like my childhood consists of like a lot of fucked up like i'll tell you like one of the worst things i've ever seen when i was 11 or 12 this was right before i moved to Marlboro. i was living in fitchburg um my mom was out um selling drugs i believe cocaine at the time and um it was my stepdad at the house of my grandmother my grandmother's a belligerent alcoholic um and she was like fucking wasted 
and at that at that this night and I remember she just kept on bugging my stepdad and just like trying to start arguments with him and he was sober he was like and he's a very 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 smart person he was just like obviously wanted no smoke for my grandmother because you know that's an old lady like you don't want to fuck with an old lady <laughs> and um he uh I remember he literally asked me like Johnny he came up to me like Johnny do you think I should leave do you think I should go to my friend's house because she was super drunk and she was just like getting crazy with him and I straight up told him I was like I don't want you to leave because I'm, I'm I'll be scared he was like alright I'll stay and then um I remember he literally we we finished talking he's in front of me he walks into the kitchen and then like he's like literally like a couple feet in front of me and then my grandmother just like walks over to him with a knife and just stabs him in the heart and like it was like crazy from then on i've never seen so much blood in my life i didn't know blood when you spill a bunch of it bro it's not red it's like almost black like it's dark 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 red it was wow. fucked up yeah was he what happened he didn't die or anything but um yeah he pulled the knife out blood went everywhere he ran from her i ran with him cops came he said that someone else he 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 test he literally said she didn't do it because of how much respect he had for my mother and he was like i'm not gonna lock up my mother's mother for stabbing me you know what i mean and not to mention my fa a lot of my family's from the streets you don't snitch on people that, that's just that's not accepted you know what i mean so how did he get a like what did he explain it like he said that he was at my house someone knocked on the door he opened the door and they stabbed him and ran away that's the bullshit story he came up with and the judge was like all right I guess she's not guilty because she was a suspect. Obviously, the cops show up to the scene. There's a little kid, an old fucking belligerently drunk lady, and the dude that got stabbed. So, like, obviously she did it. You know yeah. what I mean? But now nah, he testified against her that she didn't do it, and she, she didn't do it. So, yeah. That's you know wild, I mean? bro. But, nah, nah, bro. Yeah, I had a very, <laughs> very crazy childhood. And it's not even like childhood. Like, even up till, like, 2017, bro, 2017, I saw my best friend die in front of me in that living room. It was my grandfather, whose ashes, like, I keep with me all, at all times. He's actually the reason why I did Straight to the Top Never Stop. You know, I said the message is don't let adversity get in the way of your passion. That's why. Because my grandfather always told me growing up, always told me growing up, he's like, Johnny, when you get older and you start to get to the point where you need to choose your careers, he was like, whatever you do, I don't care how much money it makes, choose what makes you happy, because if you love your job you'll never work a day in your life you know what i mean is this the truck driving grandfather yeah, my truck driving grandfather. so you were spending a lot of time with him on the road oh yeah that's why he was my best friend how, was, how long were you on the road with him he would from the age of like from the age of like six or seven to the to of the age of like 11 or 12 when he was just too too sick to truck drive um every single summer i'd spend like a month or two or the whole summer just on the road that's sick. You enjoyed that? Yeah. Oh, yeah. It was amazing. I got to sit in this fat semi-truck, super air-conditioned. I had a TV, an Xbox in the back with the bunk beds and shit. I was literally just traveling the country, sitting back, playing my Xbox 360, you know, just driving around like my best friend at the time, my grandfather, and just, I don't know, it was, it was just awesome. It was, it was just like, I literally just got to chill. Just me and him, we just chill in the truck, you know, while he was driving or whatever. Sometimes we go... You know, like if we had like time to stop, sometimes we'd go like stop, see a movie, go out to eat, or just like look at some like natural landscapes if we were like in a cool part of the country or something. Like, yeah, it was just. That's fun. Traveling's just fun. Traveling is sick. Yeah, traveling's fun. Damn.
That's wild, bro. You got some crazy. Yeah, bro. We can make a whole episode talking about my childhood. Like, there's <laughs> actually too many fucking crazy stories for me to even like. I'd imagine if those three right just now. came to your head that quick. <laughs> yeah, that's fucking crazy. Yeah, a lot of stories. I'll tell you another short story around the same time where that uh that that woman overdosed. This is probably like even a week after. I remember I was just at my house, chilling, one day, um, just me and my mom, and I was looking for the remote. Fuck is the remote in the living room, right? And I go over to the couch. I'm like, oh, it must be under the under the couch cushions, of course. Pull up the couch couch cushion, and there's a fucking fat Glock right there. <laughs> fat shit. Glock, yeah, locked and loaded too. Damn. Yeah, my mom was like, oh, that's not real. It was real <laughs> because I know it was real because I remember my neighbors threatening to call the cops on us for having a gun in the house. Yeah, yeah that was obviously stolen and illegal because none of us had permits. Uh, none of us have gun permits. Most of my most of my parents were convicted felons either way, so you legally can't have a gun if you're a felon. So yeah. Jesus yeah. Christ. Damn. And like we could make an episode about it, but I wanna see all these stories come on your music, bro. Yeah. And they definitely do. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and that 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 like the fucked up child like childhood that I had and shit, I like actually like, you know, I remember at the time, growing up and stuff, I used to always, like, sit and wonder, like, why me, you know, why didn't I just get a normal family that wasn't a bunch of fucking gang-banging, drug addict, criminals, you know, just low-lives people that just, they were born in the bottom, they lived in the bottom, they died at the bottom. I was like, like why why did I have to be born there? Why couldn't I just be born with assets and a loving family, this and that? And that used to fuck me up, but now I'm like, bro, you know, I'm glad that shit happened, you know what I mean? Straight up, it, it made me who I am. It made me as wise as I, as I believe I am with a lot of things, and it just—I feel like it's really preparing me for adulthood, especially like us. Like we're all entering adulthood right now, and I just feel like I'm hardened on a lot of different things. You know, what I mean? yeah, not to say nice. I'm ready for everything. Come at me, but like I've been—I've been around the block a couple of times. You know what I mean? Yeah. Especially for my age, bro. You know what I mean? For sure. I could tell you the difference between fucking crack crystal meth and cocaine at like the age of nine you know what i mean jesus christ like i knew a lot of shit that's crazy that you're exposed at that young too and it's so vivid in your memories oh yeah like you remember everything and another good thing about it too is i feel like i am so not susceptible to getting hooked onto like these stupid ass drugs that are going around nowadays like like xanax or adderall or ecstasy and molly party drugs you know simple as that or even cocaine like shit like that because bro, I've, I, I grew up seeing people the end result seeing people's lives ruined from that shit yes the end result and it's it's not good there's no good that comes from out of doing that shit you might have a good time but what is a good time when you could live a good life and ignore that shit rather than getting caught up and then having a fucking terrible life because you're addicted to a drug and you're willing to lose everything to feed, yeah. your, feed your drug habits you know what I mean so like when kids my age were just really starting to get hip to like drinking alcohol and smoking bud and this and that like maybe the age of like freshman year or sophomore i was like like i already knew what time it was you know what i mean yeah like bro i stopped bro i i i literally my party life was like from the age of like 15 to 16 like i was partying with like i was partying with like 20 20 something year olds you know what i mean out in like revere mall in boston university yeah go tell them shut up um <laughs> But yeah, like literally like I was like 17, 18 here in Marlboro, people were like, yo, let's go to a party, let's go to a party. And I'll be like, party? Like I'm already bored of that shit, you know what yeah. I mean? Like I already been to parties. You know what I mean? Like I was just I was just 
old for my age, you know what I mean, all around. Whether, sure. Well, yeah, whether it's because I'm an old soul or it was because I was just exposed to too much at a young age. I think it's because you're exposed to too much. Yeah, I, but I do believe I'm an old soul too, because even when I was innocent, I was still pretty calm and collected for my age. And my mom told me I was a real quiet baby. Quiet. Interesting. That is wild. Yeah, man, that's some crazy stories, bro. Like, that's some crazy, yeah, crazy there's shit. Like I cannot a lot even... more, like, an almost infinite amount more fucking fucked up stories. And you remember all of it. It's probably a lot that I forgot that's fucked up, honestly. I don't even know. But if I really, like, sit there and think, I could probably remember a lot. So were you in that party scene where you were, like, you were still aware of, like, falling into it, in a sense. So, like, you never got crazy with it. You kind of just enjoyed that moment and realized, like, this is only yeah. temporary? Yeah, yeah. With the, as far as the party scene, you know, like, like, I would you know drink some alcohol maybe like smoke some bud this and that but like when i saw them like bust out the cocaine or the the molly and the ecstasy and shit like that like even though i was younger than all of them i looked at them like they were idiots for doing that shit because they are because they were yeah it's just, that shit needs nowhere you know what i mean it's just gets you nowhere bro stupid you know what i mean even if you have the fucking money and resources to waste your life like why would you just why would you you know what i mean yeah people Drug addiction is a scary trap, bro. Mm -hmm. And don't sleep on alcohol, bro. Alcohol is one of the worst drugs. Oh my god, dude. I, I'm working as a ice. Like I deliver ice just to liquor stores. It is sad, bro. Like I start delivering at eight. Liquor stores are open at nine, and you see Alkies lining up, bro. And like they'll say, like, and a lot of them are people who are struggling businesses. So they're like, we need their business. You know what I'm saying? So it's such a horrible, vicious yeah, it cycle. Sucks. It's, yeah. Crazy. Alcohol is, dude, I feel like I'm in like a poison shop every time I go into one of them. Did you know that you could be physically addicted to heroin, Xanax, crack, cocaine, meth, fucking crocodile, that, uh, who knows, all those drugs. You could be addicted to those, physically addicted to those. And you don't get them, you don't feed your addiction, you're gonna feel like shit. You know, you're gonna feel like, you're almost gonna feel like you're dying. But none of them, you can't actually die from not getting any of them. But alcohol, if you're physically relying on alcohol and you don't get it, you can die. Yeah. It's one of the only drugs that if you don't get it, it can, you can die. That's fucked up. It's fucking crazy. And and it's like the most legal thing around. It's the yeah. most legal substance in the fucking world. You know world. what's crazy? Is during this pandemic, they made um, liquor stores an essential business, but then they closed down AA meetings. Yeah, that's fucking crazy. So it's like, mm -hmm. what the fuck is the plan there? Exactly, it's like they just want people to stay stuck. Yes. You know what I mean? It's because it's, it's systematic so, oppression. Honestly. It's so essential for this economy to be running, like, to have that business. Like, everyone drinks alcohol. Like, everyone you know has or, like, does consistently. Or even, like, try it. Like, everyone. Yes. Yeah. It is wild. And it's, dude, like, I don't, I don't know where, like, weed and alcohol got swapped. You know what I'm saying? Like, where did weed get this bad stigma when it's not? You know? And, like, I don't know how alcohol is always just... I mean, I guess it hasn't because of prohibition and shit like that. <coughs> they must have realized how much business they were going to make off of it and just fucking allowed it because <laughs> they realized how much... It's how hooked people get on that shit. Yeah, that shit's scary. I don't know if you've been listening to them, but I always have the guests pick their favorite song for the intro-outro. Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. What's yours? Or your favorite song of your own. Yeah, yeah, for mine, I was thinking about just like sending you like one of just like our own tracks because I don't know if you've ever had another like person well besides Felipe another person yeah. that makes music and like use one of their own tracks so I might just send you like like the next track that we're actually gonna release called Tidal Wave I'll probably just send you that what's it about um Tidal Wave is just uh 
it's uh it's not a party song it's i'd call it like a chill song it's literally like the chorus the lyrics i'll say like let's just vibe away on this tidal wave don't you lie to me won't you ride with me it's kind of like a lovey type song yeah uh, it's just like a chill song it um i know leo was talking about some stuff in his verse i actually was only the chorus so you know it's definitely no way you know what kind of, that song we both found the beat at different times and then i wrote uh, a verse yeah. to it i wrote a verse to it and i showed you and then like and i was like that fits yes that fit it fit yeah. perfect and then we had hudson jump and jump in for the second and he verse. wrote a love, love yes, verse yeah. too yeah, yeah yeah so yeah it's kind of like a chill love song so you can get that to me so i can post this tonight yeah most oh, likely yeah, most sure. that's yeah that's, that song's done i don't have a cover for it I'll send you the cover to um the album that I was talking about that I'm working on right now. Good. And you can That's just dope. use that as like the picture. You want that as a picture and yeah. then Yeah, you know how normally like you'll swipe and then it'll be like the picture of the song. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'll just like give you the picture of my album cover and then Sick. like Oh fuck. Wait a minute. I'm you just, don't want you don't want to release that. Thinking, I was thinking no, I was just thinking because I I just remember you don't actually like you know what you know what we might have to you know what we might have to do low key? Just because Tidal Wave's not out, so like no one's gonna some, well, there's actually a lot of people that heard that song, but Tidal Wave's not out. So um, people can't download it, is that what you're saying? No, 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 I can, I can, like, send you, I can send it to you, and then you can just use, like, 30 seconds of it. You know what I mean? Like, when you, you have, like, a picture of me on your IG, you swipe it, yeah. and then it'll be that picture, and you just have the mute, the MP3 playing over it or something like that. Oh, okay. Yeah, or you could just, like, screen record it, um, it playing on your phone or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It doesn't, we don't need the picture. If you, if, um, if, if that becomes uh, an issue, getting the picture and the, the MP3 to play over it. I actually don't know how to do that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you guys know, but I, I mean, man, I could probably just screen record it, yeah. play the music. You so could screen record the cover. Screen while record the, the cover music. while the music. Yeah, yeah we could do that. Yeah, yeah, we could do that. Yeah. All right, weird. This is fucking awesome, bro. You got a wild story. I appreciate wrap this up. So. Look me in my eyes and tell me you ain't gonna switch up. We ain't smoking swishers, we only got the backwoods. You know you make me, know you make, you know you make me feel good. So get up in my backseat, you know I keep that good heat. That good heat, that good heat. Smoking on that pressure, I'm always keeping extra. Lighter on my dresser, she's so special, she really is. Running, running through my mind, she's my fix. Got me doing things I wouldn't like. What's the biz? Sipping on some henny now, I'm feeling.